Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Remy. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode number 11. 11, a very special number. <laughs> That means this is going to be a very special podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to keep sex alive in the long run. You know, I know we did an episode that was somewhat similar to this, which was, you know, how to um, keep things uh, alive like, or when you're stressed and like how in to, your to get in the mood how to when get you're in the stressed. Mood, yeah. Yeah. So I know that it's somewhat similar, but we get asked this all the time by people that have been in relationships for a long time. It just happened again this weekend. We had a conversation with a friend who said his number one challenge was, how do you keep things alive? How do you keep things turned on and, and keep that spark, that chemistry, that desire going when you've been in a relationship for many years? Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing to understand is the whole feeling of what we call falling in love, which by the way, I think is silly. It should be like rising. You're not really falling. But what happens in the body, you literally have what I call a hormonal shower. We have all these different like chemicals being released in your body, which makes you feel totally in love with that person and you're bonding and it's phenomenal. And like anything, once you start having a dose of that, there's a point where your body starts to get used to it. And then that's when things start to become challenging for people. And this phase can change anywhere from like after six months to like two years. That's basically the average of when the honeymoon phase starts to end. And for most people, they are really lost in what's after that. Because the only definition of like being horny and being in love is having the butterflies and having this like chemical rush in the body. And they don't know how to continue to create those reactions in the body and that's where we come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know there's this idea that once once that sort of honeymoon phase is over and the body's just naturally producing all those chemicals without you actually doing anything that oh well that's that's just the way it is it's done it's over with and that is absolutely not true in any way you mean it's not doesn't have to just go downhill from there? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to go downhill. But the idea is that um, you can create those chemicals. Mm -hmm. And have long-lasting, thriving, passionate relationships. And this is exactly what we are experiencing. And it is different. At times, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same that it was at the beginning than when we were dating, but I still at times feel some of that butterfly and just, it's mostly like the desire. I still look at Kevin and want to do him. I still yeah. think he's so mm, oh. yummy and I want him. And that's I'm really... I'm thinking that right now, by the way. <laughs> you should see the dress she's wearing. <laughs> and so this is really what we're talking about. So maybe it's not quite the butterfly, but it's that desire to want to keep making love. And even though if you are in a monogamous relationship, you are making love with the same person over and over, 
and for some it becomes boring, it doesn't have to be that way. Because if you give a chance and an opportunity for to your partner to be all that he or she is and show up every day and see them as new, then it's literally a new relationship that is being born every single day. Wow, doesn't that sound amazing? It does. I love the sound of that. And so what we did for today's episode, we're going to break it down into three parts because for most people, they're thinking, well, okay, so how do I keep sex alive as soon as I like, we're in the bedroom, I want to be able to feel sexy. And the first thing that we want to share with you is that foreplay doesn't start like when the door closes. Actually, foreplay is everything that happens in between the times that you have sex. Exactly. And so um, in our online courses, our Power Mastery series, we have a section on this and we want to share some of what's in that with you today. And as <laughs> Celine correctly pointed out, it, we've broken it down into um, intimacy before, during, and after. And so there's some tips that we can share with you for each one of those things. And I love how you really set the tone here by saying foreplay isn't just when you said, okay, sex starts now. <laughs> Right. And, and that's, that's kind of a big problem because that's how a lot of people view it. And the pressure. You need to feel horny now because we have 10 minutes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Especially if you've got kids. We might have six and a half minutes. <laughs> but it's a great distinction to make. And it's something that you and I talk about a lot, which is that foreplay isn't just, okay, we've decided we're going to have sex. We're going to go to the bedroom or wherever it is you usually have sex. And like foreplay starts now. For us... Foreplay is all day long. Mm -hmm. So that's what we call intimacy or keeping sex alive before it even starts. And what we also call being in a constant state of arousal. Mm -hmm. right? So this idea that throughout the day, you're doing little things to sort of entice the other person or turn them on or mm -hmm. you know, kind of keep that, that charge, that spark going. Mm -hmm. Like Celine, so I mean... I know the answer to this, but tell tell our listeners what are some of the things that we do to keep that passion alive yeah, during the day. Like how do how do we keep that spark going? Well, first of all, I I make sure that I feel good in what I'm wearing, and I wear things that are nice. Like today, I have a sexy dress, and so when I'm home, I feel sexy and I look sexy, so that visually it's pleasing. Right. So this this reminds me of a cartoon you had shared with your audience <laughs> at one point, where it's a it's a picture of a woman, and it's in the in the one frame she's all decked out, makeup, hair, clothes, the whole thing, and it says, "This is how I dress when I go out for total strangers." I do not want to have sex with. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It did actually say that. And then in, in the next panel, she's home in sweats and, you know, just complete opposite of the first one. And it says, this is how I am at home with the person I want to have sex with. It's, it makes a really great point, right? It does. And I'm not saying that I'm not ever like wearing sweats and being comfortable. But that's one of the things I make it visually pleasing, not just for Kevin, but for myself as well, because I love to look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, I look good today. And then we like to constantly touch each other. And that means if we're passing one another, we're not just like avoiding each other, like, oh, excuse me, like out of your way. We're like, we're making it a point to brush our, uh, like I brush my breast on his back if I'm passing or I'm grabbing his ass or he's grabbing me a certain body parts, like whichever one. But we do this little like, you are a sexual being and let me remind you of it. Yeah. And I think that's a big one. 
it's too easy to get in that we just are people who cohabitate together. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like we're not just cohabitating. Totally. It's far more than that. So yeah, it's that touching each other a lot, even if it's just, you know, standing behind her in the kitchen when she's cooking something and massaging her shoulders. Mm-hmm. It could be that simple. And, you know, um, I love the cock grabbing because, and we'll have a whole episode more around the cock worshipping at some point. So every guy listening, wait for that one. It's going to be really good. (laughs) And every woman too, because you're going to learn some tips. I know, I know. But the cock grabbing, cock worshipping, giving his cock attention and... Like it doesn't have to have any agenda, but just like I'm holding you, feeling you, activating you, celebrating you've got a boner and then we can move on. But that keeps the energy alive. And so that's that's really the number one thing for intimacy before. And I wanted to think of it just like, you know, relationships, it's kind of like they're like plants. And if you never feed your plants with water, the plant is simply going to die. And so those little things, a little deposit into your sex bank account. And if if you do even from time to time, little fertilizers or little extra things like spontaneous acts of sex with no agenda, like bending over at the kitchen or like in the yeah. music room or like when you're laying outside. These are all real life examples, by the way. <laughs> anyway, those are like the fertilizer of like, oh, those little moments of varying where you have sex, how you have sex, and that they have no goals, but just to be a little thrill that that's, doesn't have to lead anywhere. And that's the big key is the only way that particular strategy works is if there's no goal. And this is something that we really try to teach men in our men's programs is letting go of having an agenda or a goal that every time she touches your cock or gives you a blowjob or wants to make love that somehow you have to carry this through to completion and for most men completion meaning an ejaculation. Mm -hmm. So this is something guys you really need to just let go of. Yeah and also let go of the idea that she has to have an orgasm and even as a woman that you have to get there absolutely or that your worth is tied to your ability to make him come. Like all these ideas like need to be thrown out of the window when you are in a long-term relationship. That last one is a very destructive one Mm -hmm. because when a woman starts tying her ability and self-worth to uh, whether or not she can make a guy come and how quickly she can make Mm -hmm. him come, she's literally training him to disappoint her in bed. Yes. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad at times because society trains us to, to behave like that. Let's let's talk about um, one more thing when it comes to this intimacy before area, because it's something that you and I do a lot. And I was not doing this prior to being in relationship with you, mm. and at least not consciously, you mm-hmm. know, not not as often. And so um, I think it's been really, really great for our relationship. And it's something that, that you have called the path of appreciation. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite game. And basically, it's about appreciating some things that you like about your partner. So the game that I made it was tell me three things you love about me. Because my love language is words of affirmation, words of appreciation. And rather than waiting for my partner to give me what I need or want, because you know, he's not a a mind reader and he can't know when I really need it. So I go and ask for it. That way I'm never resentful that, oh, I haven't been told that 
I'm fantastic or that I'm loved. It's like it's constantly being replenished. And it forces you to focus on things you appreciate about one another. And so it's like, hey, tell me three things you love about me. And sometimes I three things you tell you love about my body, three things you love about our relationship. And sometimes I switch it around. And I go like, tell me three things you love about yourself. And so we like constantly reminding each other of the best in one another. What I love about this particular game is so first of all, actually, let me say, guys, um, I know what you're thinking. I've told her that I love her. She knows that. Why do I have to keep saying it again? <laughs> if you're of that mindset, man, you really need to wake up because it doesn't work that way in the world of women. It mm-hmm. just doesn't. Women need that constant reassurance. They want to hear it. They know it. Even though you show it in a million other ways, they know it. They feel it every <laughs> single day. They still want to hear it oh my God. over and over again. When I'm asking you some some of our favorite stories together, and I'm like, tell me when, you know, the first time you knew you loved me. And you're like, I've already told you, you know, every detail. But yeah, I know it back and forth and sideways, and I still want to hear it. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's the first part is don't, don't, don't get trapped into that foolish idea that they already know it. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter. Yes, they already know it, and they want to hear it again. They want it. The Give s- it to us. The second thing is this, and this is something that um, sort of surprised me a little bit, which was that by going along with the game, even sometimes when I don't really want to, it actually makes me feel a sense of appreciation towards her. Mm. And it's not that I'm not appreciating her, you know, in other moments, but there are times where like, oh, it's late at night, I'm tired, mm. and this is like, I don't want to have to like get in my head and think about stuff. But then I realize that when I do, when I take the time to really tell her three things that I love about her, all of a sudden I feel that sense of love in my heart. Mm. I'm like, ah. Oh. Wow, that was cool. That actually made me feel better too. Uh-huh. And listen, woman, did you hear him say, I feel that love in my heart? Like that's one way to also help bring your man into his heart because sometimes they will think with their cock, which is awesome too. And we we kind of complain that, oh, he's not so much about his feelings and his heart. And that's one way to easily drop into the heart space. Now, if you're going to play this game, first of all, you sort of have to have the agreement ahead of time. <laughs> And, and second of all, uh, ladies, <laughs> you cannot criticize him if he doesn't do the game properly, <laughs> right? So if he's honestly trying and maybe he's struggling or maybe what he says he appreciates about you isn't necessarily what you wanted to hear, you just have to appreciate the fact that he made an effort and yes. he was trying hard. For some men, it's going to be really hard for them yeah. to get into the heart space and to really come up with something genuine. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, too, I've noticed that you got better over time. Like, the more you do it, the more you find better examples and expand because first maybe you have the few that you fall back into and then you're like well hold on I say that all the time maybe I should pay more attention what are new details that I could think about yeah I like to vary it up uh, Mm -hmm. and not use the same ones all the time because if you're just doing the same thing it just to me and and I know we just said women like to keep hearing it which is true (laughs) and for me personally I feel like uh 
I don't want you to ever think that I'm just going through the motions. So yes. I like to come up with new things. And I but, appreciate that. Because honestly, if you were only telling me the same three things, I do think I would get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure there. <laughs> but the other thing is too, they don't have to be like crazy monumental things. Oh God, no. And the game becomes really easy when all I have to do is think about like what happened during the day. Yeah, maybe even in the she, last hour. Maybe she made a super delicious meal for lunch. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be anything, like just any little thing. like. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he took out the garbage. Or maybe, like, uh, he came back home with a smile. Or she came back home with a smile. Or went the extra way to get special groceries. Or, mm-hmm. like, things like that. Or drove you when you were tired, you yeah. know? <laughs> we we have another another rule around the house is that whenever somebody's gone and they return home, that whoever was home has to greet the person at the door. Mm-hmm. So even if we're right in the middle of doing work or something and, and you know, she's been out, she comes home, I need to pause what I'm doing and go over and say hello and welcome her back to the home. That's like another... Tail wagging and all. That's right. <laughs> so one, that could be something that you could appreciate and be like, you know, I really appreciated that when I when I came home today, you came to the door and you gave me a hug and gave me a kiss and mm-hmm. told me you loved me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Something simple as that. And that's a great game to play too when you're in the car and you're, you know, because you're stuck in the car. Might as well fill it with positive vibes, right? Yeah. I that's like a that. great idea. That maybe that'll like help keep your road rage down. <laughs> I want to suggest, too, that so we love the path of appreciation because of the uh, love languages that is one that we both share. Mm -hmm. But I would also throw out there to people that know what your love language is Mm -hmm. and then you can find things similar to that that meet your love language. And there's a, a website that you can go to. Yeah, The Five Languages by Gary Chapman. And so basically he's divided it into words of appreciation acts of service, quality time, touch, and gifts. And some of them will resonate more. Some of them, it's like, well, when somebody speaks your language this way, it hits home, it hits like your heart, and that's really, you feel loved. And it's good if you can speak all of them. And often people don't have the same love language, so you need to learn another language to please your partner. Yeah. (laughs) Another part I want to briefly, because I want to move on to the intimacy during... Mm. But there's Mm. one thing before the during that I do want to remind people of that I think is essential. And it's to ensure that each one of you also has me time. And what that means by that is that men need to be able to have man cave time like and, and women needs to have like self-care time or, or like whatever you want to name those things, you know. But it, what it means is that it helps you to lower your stress level. So for most guys, it looks like being able to go into a room and close the door and just not being accountable for anything where it's watching TV, playing music, reading the paper, doing nothing staring at the ceiling for a woman and that when he does that by the way as a guy it helps to rebuild his testosterone and you know testosterone is all about his drive so the more testosterone the more drive the more like "Mm, i want to have sex for a woman it's about her oxytocin levels and so Often she gets more oxytocin for activities when she helps other people, where she spends time with a girlfriend or watches uh, something like a girly movie or read like a, a magazine or does her hair, goes to the hairdresser, the nail salon, like whatever, you name it. Everybody has their own thing or even spend time in nature. like. And so when that happens, it helps to build her oxytocin levels in her body. And oxytocin is essential for her. There's a 
correlation between your level of oxytocin and your ability to orgasm. And so for most women, if you're very depleted, then it's going to be really hard to want sex, to enjoy sex, to even have orgasmic sensations. And if your oxytocin level is higher, it will be easier to feel less stress and enjoy sex more. Yes, yes, and yes. And the only <laughs> other thing I really want to say, at some point we'll do a whole show on polarity, mm-hmm. masculine and feminine energies and polarity. Um, so we'll cover that in much more depth in a, in a later episode. But, you know, things like, say, the man cave have gotten a really bad reputation over the years where it's like all these jokes. I mean, even going way back to the old Married with Children uh, television series where Al built his man cave and it was all about making fun of the man in his man cave. Um, But we're starting to finally realize how important that is from a scientific point of view. Mm -hmm. So stress depletes testosterone. Testosterone is what makes us feel horny. It's what gives us the drive. It's what makes us want to have sex. Mm -hmm. So anything that can, one, lower stress levels and two, increase testosterone levels is going to help with that drive. And so your man cave can be anything. If you're a musician, you know, like I am sometimes, I just want to just go in my cave and play music. Or it could be simply being in the garage if you like to build things. Like mm-hmm. I like to do that too. And sometimes Celine will say, well, you know, isn't that like work? You're, you're like cutting and sawing and screwing things together. And I'm like, like, no, it's not. Because what I do day to day is so brain oriented. And that is so physical. It takes me out of my head and it's actually de-stressing for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, anything, anything that allows you to really de-stress. And now... Now it's caught on so much that women are actually building she sheds. Look that one up on the internet if you've never heard it before. <laughs> Check out what some of these she sheds look like. That's pretty awesome. They're pretty yeah. rad. So if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you you know you're listening to this podcast, you're like, yeah, I want to keep sex alive, you know that the during part is probably not so much where the issue is you kind of know how to go through the motion and you know what works what turns your partner on and how to stimulate her or him so the phases of the before and after might be the most crucial but what you want to do in the during rather than going through the motion is to really start to enjoy what is happening and and touch your partner like it's the first time Like discover your partner body. Like it doesn't matter how long you've been with somebody, you can still find something slightly new or different. And so making that a game that like today I'm going to find one new erogenous zone or a new spot that feels good on his body or on her body. Or today, um, you know, like whatever. Like obviously as you can hear, I love games (laughs) because I think they help us to show up with innocence and playfulness. And that innocence is something that has been lost for many of us. And that's really what we long for, that whole innocence and playfulness. So bringing that back into the bedroom, that's the creativity. Creativity is also your sexual energy. So if you're not feeling passionate and driven and creative in life, your bedroom's going to be dry. So find ways to bring the creativity energy into the bedroom as well. Yeah, and if you if you can successfully do that and bring that creative energy and fire into the bedroom, you'll see it ripple out into the other parts of your life as well. But, you know, sort of what you're saying, you know, or another way of saying what you're saying is, you know, when you're really young, you can fuck, fuck, fuck 
all day long and you don't really need a whole lot of stimulation or even connection like there's always mm-hmm. that joke oh oh he'll fuck any hole that's out there you know he does it doesn't matter you know um and when you're in a new relationship and you have that new relationship energy or nre as a lot of people call it it's kind of that same thing you're so inspired it doesn't really matter once you've been in a relationship for longer you get past that honeymoon phase well you need more than just uh well it's a hole and i'm horny Like you actually have to establish (laughs) intimacy and connection and be present with your partner. Mm -hmm. Look them in the eye, Mm -hmm. you know, like all these things that are go much, much deeper than just the physical. Hey, there's a penis Mm -hmm. in a vagina and it feels good. Like you need to do way more than that. So one thing that I really love about how we make love is really that there's no right way or wrong way. And we don't feel bad if let's say it wasn't all fireworks or like today we were tired but yet we still had sex was it mind-blowing not quite but we made love and that's a celebration and there's never like after we made love oh that was crappy or i can't believe we didn't reach the mind-blowing out of this world orgasmic state and it's like there's no criticizing of it there's just like acceptance to that there's cycles, there's ups and downs, but you're celebrating the fact that you're willing to always come back to love. Mm-hmm. And that's really beautiful. So you can't always have expectations either that it has to be the same way that it was the last time you made love or that lovemaking should be the same than 10 years ago when you started having sex together and having that whole like, what do I want now? So especially for men is give her what she wants. Because there's time too where I want to be pounded or sometimes I want to honestly just close my eyes and kind of go into a meditation state while I'm making love. And so when you're able to be present, which is another element with what is in that moment and be like, let's ride this energy that is here. We don't have to change it to make it different, but I'm going to give her what she wants and needs. That's when you can get into higher states of pleasure and just lovemaking becomes juicier and better. Yeah, that presence piece is huge and we don't have enough time in this episode to talk about it. It is absolutely in our Power Master series. We have a whole module on it. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get in deep about what that means and how to, how to make it happen, I, I highly recommend that. But just to say also that it's really about establishing that connection and that intimacy and not having the agenda of, oh, it's got to look like this or, Mm -hmm. oh, it's got to look like that. It's like, yeah, sometimes you'll have those fireworks that you had in the beginning. Sometimes you won't. Many times if we're not in the mood, but we make it a point, we'll eventually get there, Mm -hmm. even though we didn't start that way. And you know, I'm going to make a food analogy because I'm a foodie. There's probably some food that you really, really love and you know, it's your favorite meal and... You're like, you could eat it a lot and you're never tired of it. Even though you've had this meal a hundred times, maybe even thousands of times, you still find a way to find it amazing, out of this world and so tasty. And that's literally what needs to happen with your partner. It doesn't matter how many times you've eaten that meal. Oh, that partner. You just need to make it like there's something about it that just can't, you can't get enough of it. Doesn't matter how many avocados I eat. I still love them every time. 
And so, like we, if you've been with us, by the way, since the beginning, you know that our most important tip in the lovemaking is to slow down. Slow <laughs> down. And that really works for established relationship. We don't just want to go through motions and quickly because we don't want to be acknowledging that it's uncomfortable, that we don't really take the time to look at each other anymore because we think we know each other so much, we don't take the time to really look. <laughs> that is so silly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we are getting very close to the end of our show, and I want to make sure we have time to cover intimacy mm-hmm. after because it's probably the most overlooked part mm-hmm. of the before, enduring, and after. Awesome. So, what can you do after? So, remember, foreplay basically st- is starts right after you're done. In between the time you're done and the next time you have sex. That's basically when all of that happens. So one of the things I think is really important after is to take the time to connect and share. And some of the things we love to do is to share highlights, as you can see it. Maybe you're hearing a a common thread here of focusing on the positive, the appreciation, the things we love. And highlights of like, there was this moment when... You looked deep into my eyes and thrusted forward. <laughs> and wow. Or whatever that is. But like the more specific you can become, the better that is. And so sharing those moments also will help you focusing and, and acknowledging the times that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. If there are low lights or things that didn't really go that way, it's a good time to also share them, but sandwich them. At least two highlights for one low light, okay? <laughs> and I would also suggest that while it's always okay to share them, it's probably not the right time to get into a deep discussion about it. So you can just say, hey, you know, this didn't really work for me and I just wanted to let you know and, and let's set a time to discuss that further later. You want to kind of stay in the positive flow in that immediately afterwards mm-hmm. uh, yeah. point if you can. And so also about just staying with one another. Don't just pass out or like go right away, shower or go do something because you increase, like you develop a special quality of energy through love making. And whatever you're going to do afterward is going to be magnified and beautified by the act of love that you just created. So if you make the time after another time of quality that you spend together and that you infuse it with the love making energy of what we just did, then it creates a special energy and bond here you know in our modern lifestyle especially uh you know if you have kids there's so much responsibility and so many things Mm -hmm. that you have to do that if you actually get a moment to make love you're like okay that's that's all the time we had boom let's get up and go and keep on doing whatever Mm -hmm. it is that we do and you know if you have to you have to but try to create enough space that you don't have to do that. Like allow yourself to just lay there, hold each other, and just feel the waves of bliss that you've mm-hmm. just generated. You just created all this amazing, beautiful energy. Like fucking enjoy it. <laughs> and then guess what? That's my favorite here. Mm-hmm. When you're after, what do you do? You go right back to before intimacy starts. So going right back to everything from the beginning of the show that we talked about that start to build up that energy, 
That's what you start doing as soon as you're done. <laughs> exactly. So it's 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 a circle. You just keep going around the circle over and over again. Just keep generating that energy. Totally. It's, yeah. It's, it's, so it's, yummy. It's like a free energy machine. <laughs> mm, I love the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you keep that loop alive and you feed it, you will notice the sexual energy that is still running and active. And if you have enjoyed this conversation as much as we did and you like, I want more, we invite you to check out our Power and Mastery courses and you can find them at powerandmastery.com and more specifically the Sexual Mastery course that is so packed with so much more than that to help you become the lover you've always wanted to, to be and satisfy your woman in ways that she really wants you to do. <laughs> uh-huh. We cover so, so much more and we go in much more depth. It's powerandmastery.com, the most complete uh, male sexual mastery training available anywhere. Mm. <laughs> great stuff. All right, everybody, that is all the time we have on our show this week. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>